The following is a conversation with KBEK's Rockin' Robin Riley with Karen Onan of East Central Regional Development Commission right here on Q Media's On Demand. She is from the East Central Regional Transportation Coordinating Council. You're better at that than I am. Oh, I close my eyes. That helps a lot because then I remember that the first C stands for coordinating and then I'm good to go. So nice to have Karen in. And we're talking transportation and, you know, it's such a vital part of what goes on around the country, let's be honest. And in our backyard, the issue can be for some folks who do not have a car, do not have a way to get around. And what Karen has been sharing all along is, guess what, we're doing the best we can to make sure everybody can get where they need to go one way or the other with the providers that are available in our area. Mm -hmm. And today, Karen, I'm so glad that you're bringing in Bob Bennis today. So let's talk why Bob is here. Well, hi, Bob. Good morning. <laughs> it's really nice to have you in here today. I just want to let you know that Bob is with Lakes and Pines, and he's the executive director there. And he's also been on my ECRTCC advisory board since 2018 and is also on the local human services transit coordination plan group so it's a pleasure to have you here and you've got really great ideas for the rtcc and you've got a lot going on in your organization as far as transportation and those who are the clients that need transportation and they need food delivery and i think we call that reverse transit and so i just wanted to hear a little bit about yourself? Well, first of all, thank you for having me in this morning. And I am really pleased to be able to talk about some of the things we do and the way transportation fits into, first of all, some of the challenges that the clientele that we serve face, as well as some of the things that we're trying to do to mitigate that. So, Bob, Lakes and Pines, let's start with that a little bit, because somebody might be tuning in and not even be aware of what Lakes and Pines does. Bob's been in to talk with me on more than one occasion from Lakes and Pines. How long have you been there? Let's start with that, Bob. At Lakes and Pines? Yeah. I don't put a years on it. I put a date on it so okay. people can do the math. I started at Lakes and Pines in 1981. It's been a while. I mean, again, since I was with the old KBK, we've chatted more than once. Lakes and Pines does a ton of great things in our area. Can you just do kind of a checkbox of some of the things that you guys help with? Well, basically, our mission is to help lower-income families. If I can just deviate just a little sure. bit, all of our services are designed around locally identified needs. So we do a, a community assessment all the time. A lot of the needs are common across the region and across the state and even across the country, but some are relatively unique to East Central Minnesota. But some of the programs that we operate, we do energy assistance. Obviously, we live in Minnesota, <laughs> and so that's very helpful. We also are into energy conservation before conservation was cool um, <laughs> because we pay for energy. We want to conserve it as well. We do weatherization on homes as well. Because our goal is anti-poverty, we also deliver a Head Start program, helping families prepare their children to enter school because we realize the education is very important. We have a number of other programs that revolve around food security, transportation, housing has always been an issue in this area. And over the last two or three years, it's been really come to the forefront as well. So we do a lot of housing as well. And then again, other programs that pop up that are designed around local needs to help low-income families. And our goal is not to keep low-income families low-income, but to help them prosper. So we have a FAME program, which helps them build wealth. 
And in terms of wealth, we're not talking mega millions. We're talking about the ability to buy your own home, buy your own car, pay for education, post-secondary education, things like that. Raise your family. Basically. Absolutely. Yes. And if you are a single person as well, to make sure you have a quality of life, that's not too much to ask for in America, let's be honest. It should not be correct. We have regular conversations. I'll just let Karen know this too with Lakes and Pines now. They are definitely a partner with KBK. And we've been having various people come in, everyone from Bob to the folks who deal with Head Start, who are helping with tax information, et cetera, et cetera. And we get together once a month as well. So you'll hear more about Lakes and Pines. Just keep listening here to KBK. But segueing back to the trans- transportation piece, Bob. So Karen, I'll let you take it from there. Let's get into some of the specifics, maybe some of the concerns and how Bob and Lakes and Pines help with some of that. I'm sure you've seen a need for folks that need transportation to get to their jobs. It's sort of a catch-22 because you have to have a car to get a job, but then you have to have a job to have a car. So, I mean, how does all that work? Is there anything that you're thinking that's playing into that? Yes. And uh, getting back to the needs assessment, when we do a needs assessment, we find out what community needs are. And some of them are direct needs like food. That's the need. And others are barriers. And for us, transportation has shown up since I started in 1981. It's been showing up on our assessment, but we call that a barrier rather than a need because transportation isn't the end all but it leads to barriers to other needs Mm -hmm. like employment like food Mm -hmm. like medical Mm -hmm. access all of those things hinge on transportation so it's an overall barrier as opposed to a direct need and we've done things in the past to help we ran a car donation program and we worked with the local job training program for people that were right there ready to have a job and they were at that cycle where I'm ready to work. I've got all the skills. I just can't get there. And so we took recommendations from them for people that are right in that spot. And we were able to recycle donated cars with the help of the prison that did the work on the cars and then donate a car to them so they could overcome that last step they needed uh, to have a job. It's one of the programs that I like to talk about. Mm -hmm. They get tired of me at work talking about it (laughs) (laughs) because there's so many wins there. As I mentioned, we sent donated cars up to the prison at their request to do uh, vocational training for the prisoners. Great idea. So they had a job skills when they came out refurbishing cars. Mm -hmm. And so there were so many wins in that program. We ran into some funding issues with that. So before I came over, I asked our community services director, where are we? And she said, we're on pause. She doesn't want to say it's done. And I don't want her to say it's done, but we're on pause. And part of that is due to the prison because they put a stop on anything coming in to the prison for the pandemic. And then we stopped taking donations because we didn't have any place to put them. It's going to take some work if we want to revive that program, but it's still out there and it's still what I believe really community oriented type of program to overcome a huge barrier of transportation. This is great information. It might be a little bit too, I mean, let's be honest with cars right now. Just like housing, that's a big problem. Let's be honest. There's so many limitations right now. And now it's having vehicles to refurbish. Hopefully that will improve. Correct. People are hanging on to them and they're not as willing to donate. And parts are an issue as well. Right, absolutely. One of the nice things about working with the prison is we didn't pay labor which is a big cost, all we had to do is pay for parts. Well, usually that was small. Now that's grown to the point where that's a 
pretty big expense. And even though we get the labor, I wouldn't say free because we pay our taxes and taxes pay the prisoners. But first of all, getting the parts is an issue. And then the expense of the parts has risen dramatically as well. Well, we hope that it starts back up again. I would like to be able to bring this up with the RTCC because maybe there's something there that we can do to make this happen again. But talking about food, though, too, Karen mentioned kind of reverse. Reverse transit or food insecurity. Right. And I know that Lakes and Pines, they have Catholic charities. Are they one of the ones? Who am I thinking of that you've done distributions right at Lakes and Pines? Yeah, and you're correct. They have pop-up food distributions, and we used our site to do that. Those have been popular. We don't have any really set schedule. They let us know a few days in advance, and uh, i.e. the pop-up part of the thing. One of the other things that we do with volunteer drivers is we have a NAPS program, and I love that program because I'm senior and I can always use an app, <laughs> uh, but really it stands for Nutrition Assistance Program for Seniors. And so we have volunteer drivers. They have pre-packed boxes of nutritional food for seniors that we have delivered. Okay, and uh, the delivery is a big part of it, Bob, because for some folks... You know, they have these pop-ups, and I know neighbors are good about checking with neighbors and, hey, do you need me to get your food for you? And there's a way to make that happen, too. But if something can be delivered to these seniors, that it, that's a problem. That's an extra bonus. Absolutely. We, we found out that that's crucial in our mm-hmm. service area because yeah. even neighbors are pretty distant. And because of the pop-up nature, the word might not get out. And that's one of the reasons, and particularly around seniors, we wanted to make sure that they're well-fed. You know, on the other end, we participate in our Head Start program and the nutrition program for children as well. Mm -hmm. So we like to get both ends and make sure that nutrition is a part of their life. And so we've also worked with local grocers. Some we've got to start a delivery program that they didn't have in the past. Some grocers have been really nice in stepping up and doing that. And for others that don't have that capacity, we've done some delivery of food as well for non-seniors that don't have the transportation that need the food. So again, the important thing here as we talk with Bob especially is remember their number to call, right? Again, Lakes and Pines, I talked to Lisa Cron earlier and so that. I know that's 4,700, but you guys are... 1,800. So please call that number if you fit the criteria or if you're having, it doesn't have to be just about transportation, any concerns you may have. The idea, and Bob, you expressed it so well one day when you were in to chat with me is you know some people have kind of I don't want to say a negative connotation but they feel like people get on a program and they just stay on it and it's really the polar opposite what you guys do is to get people on their feet and any one of us could be in that situation sometime absolutely and you know I've been around long enough to have been through the recession back in 2008 and 2009 and now with the pandemic and we've seen people that we haven't seen before and we'll never see again, and that's fine with us. And you know, to dispel that myth a little bit, the average stay on any public assistance is 14 weeks. Mm-hmm. So when you think of the perception of you know lifetime people, it takes a lot of people coming in and going out to shorten that lifetime down to 14 weeks. That's the reality of it. We get a lot of people, all they need is one thing, the one car. They get the car, have the transportation, they get the job, they're paying taxes, and they're paying back what they've gotten. Yeah, we like to 
make sure that our goal is always prosperity and not building a trap for them to stay in poverty. Lakes and Pines has been around a long time serving this community and making a huge difference. And the availability of the different programs just kind of keeps building and changing and morphing with the times. Just like who would have thought a couple years ago we'd be dealing with a pandemic and everything that's brought to you guys at the table, so to speak, to try to help people. It's you got to handle things in real time. We learned a lot in a very short amount of time, and I'm very proud of the people I work with in their ability to be flexible and to do that. But I do have to say, our organization is set up to be nimble, to do that, to handle emergencies. We've got programs that are long running, yes, but we also, you know, in my lifetime, we've dealt with fires, floods, pandemics, recessions, state shutdown, federal shutdown. We're just used to handling adversity and making sure that the people that are impacted disproportionately proportionately at the lower end of the economic scale are taken care of. Karen, what else? Well, I just wanted to mention a couple things here. I want Bob to let us know what the region is that you serve, the phone number, and your website. Absolutely. Our service area is seven counties, Aiken and Carleton, Mille Lacs, Kennebec, Pine, Chisago, and Isani. That's 6,100 square miles. There are five states in our country that are smaller than our service area, (laughs) just so you know. And our phone number is 320-679-1800. And our website is lakesandpinesandand.org. And I do want to say, I was talking to our community services director, and she said, when somebody comes in, our line is, never say no. Always say, how can we? Mm -hmm. They got that from somebody who used to coach soccer and use that with their players. So, But that's our philosophy. And it's not a matter of, I need energy assistance, so I need to get there. I have a need. I'm struggling. We're going to help you through that struggle and not keep you trapped into, you know, using assistance time after time. After time. Wonderful. That's Fantastic. Great. Such it's, a pleasure to have you here. Yeah. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. You've been listening to a Q Media Group production.